Welcome to the Here and Now Motherhood podcast. Here and Now Motherhood is a nonprofit designed to support moms in their transition into motherhood. I'm your host, Nicole Hunt. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Here and Now Motherhood podcast. We have a special guest with us today, Crystal. Uh, Crystal, would you mind just introducing yourself quickly? Okay. Hi, I'm Crystal Danielson-Moore. Um, I'm a massage therapist, a mother of two. Um, I guess that sums me up. <laughs> awesome. Great. So we're going to kind of um, kind of walk through your motherhood story today. So let's start way before motherhood started for you and talk a little bit about what was your perception of motherhood before you ever started having kids or started down that path? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know that I thought about it a whole lot. Um, growing up, I come from a place where um, your, your your roles were very defined by gender. So it was, everyone would be a mother, um, I guess. Um, I always thought about it as that, which isn't how I see myself now or define myself or define gender. But um, I think I just assumed it was a part of going to be a part of my life. I do always remember wanting children. Um, I have, um, I you know, I I don't know that I I kind of went into it blindly, honestly. <laughs> There was a lot of self-sacrifice in my mind um, to being a mother. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I wish right. I had a more details for you, but I didn't really ponder it a whole lot. It sounds like it was kind of like something you just expected um, that yeah. was going to happen at some point. Yes, but I, 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 I knew I always wanted children. Um, yeah, I just always knew it would be part of my life. I just didn't know how it would look. Mm-hmm. Totally. Are you from a big family? No, um, I grew up in a house with my mom and my grandparents. Um, I grew up very close to my three cousins. Um, so we were just kind of a mashup of, of a small family. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so when you decided to start, you know, your journey as a mom, was it was it a surprise? Was it something you were aiming for? Tell me a little bit about how that started for you. Um, I think we talked about it a little bit and then it was just like, it kind of felt like a whim. A lot of the big decisions that my partner and I make, we kind of just throw ourselves into our gut feeling with things. Um, of course, in hindsight, I think I should have had a plan and my finances ready and all of that stuff. But I think we just decided it felt like the right thing to do um, just one day. <laughs> Maybe not one day. I'm sure we talked about it. It's been such a long time. We've been together for almost 20 years. So um, I guess we just kind of went for it. I mean, I th I think blindly, maybe, <laughs> um, just not knowing what the next step was or what it would look like. Um, yeah, it makes sense. I think me and my husband make a lot of our decisions like 
on the seat of our like by the seat of our pants as well I don't know if that's exactly what you do but like you like moved yeah. to Tennessee and like like randomly and we almost moved to Utah one time randomly like anyways I feel like me and my oh. husband do the same thing yes that, I'm glad to hear that because we almost moved to Seattle randomly once and backed out like after we already packed up I mean <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, we're very like what does we go with our gut a lot and what feels what feels good. Um, he and I both work really hard just to do what makes us happy. I think that's that's been a really important way of things for us. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, so your pregnancy with your first child, what was that like? Uh, please excuse my very excited dog. <laughs> Pregnant with my first child, I was exhausted. I had an undiagnosed um, autoimmune disease, and I was just so tired. Um, I was finished trying to finish college at the time, and I dropped out. Um, and I was working full time. I was just very tired, and I remember feeling anxious and just, you know, I I I was really scared honestly um I felt like everything was gonna be okay but I didn't know what to expect I didn't know how to be a mom um and I you know I didn't really know what was happening to my body either that's something that I I didn't really um learn a lot about growing up so I threw myself into that a lot a lot of education a lot of reading um that's when I got to know my midwife she's a good friend of mine now um, just to get as much information as I could to keep them informed and I guess be in charge of it, if that makes sense in a way. Um, yeah. I love <laughs> You're very you. tired if I had to sum it up. Hungry and tired. <laughs> Hungry and tired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy that you had an autoimmune disease pop up at that point. Do you still deal with that or has that kind of resolved itself? Um, about a year and a half after my daughter was born was when I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer and it was a, a thyroid autoimmune disease. Um, so once my thyroid was taken out, it actually, it got pretty big. So once it was taken out, um, and my medications were stabilized, I feel like I've never felt in my life. Um, I, I think it was something that was underlying for a long time. Um, I was just always exhausted. I could sleep for 20 hours and just not like, I, yeah, especially while pregnant. Cause you know, you're tired then anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after I had my son, I had like a little thyroid. It was like a six months to a year, little blip of hypothyroidism. And I just slept yeah. constantly. Like, and you know, what was interesting is my thyroid levels were always fine. Um, there was a, I think it was an antibody level. It was Hashimoto's disease is what it was, but it was, you know, the thyroid cancer was so pressing that they just took that out and then compared my levels afterward. And they, my physician told me that I it looked like I'd had it for a really long time. So wow. I, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I just, I feel like I was extra tired with my second. I wasn't nearly as tired or grumpy, honestly. <laughs> very grumpy yeah that's kind of interesting you can like compare you know the two pregnancies yeah. you know what it was like to before and after that um yeah pretty- and I, 
I think the second time I kind of knew, okay, this is how you take care of a baby. This is, I didn't grow up around children. Um, I, I really barely held a baby before my own. So I think once I had that, I, I was like, okay, I, I can do this. I am a mom. It wasn't so much of, I don't know how to be a mom. Do you feel like you became a mother as soon as you could hold the baby or was it kind of a gradual process for you? Um, that's a good question. I think as soon as I had her, um, I know it's, you know, working at home birth for a few years and learning other mothers' experiences, I know that it varies. I know some takes a year or so to really like um, connect with motherhood, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. But I do feel, uh, I, th- I think so. That's a good question. <laughs> I need to think on that one. <laughs> I think it might still shift and change because sometimes we feel like, I feel like, you know, I've got this down. I know what I'm doing. And then sometimes I feel like I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> totally. And I think like what what being a mother means definitely changes through different seasons of like your kid's life, your own life. So I think that's pretty normal for it to kind of transform as you go. Oh, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and it sounds like you were a little bit more like secure or like confident with your second rather than like compared with your first. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my second was born um, around the recession. So it was a really uncertain time financially. Um, we had both, um, the place that we were working closed. So there was a lot of that that was not feeling secure, but I already knew like how to do the things, <laughs> change the diapers, clean the baby, keep, keep this little tiny human alive. I already felt pretty confident in that. Um, but I tell you, my second is a whole other person and completely different. So it's, she came in and completely flipped everything I knew upside down in some way. <laughs> in what ways did that happen? Oh, she, the biggest one was she didn't sleep through the night for probably four years. Oh um, she God. had a really difficult time with night terrors. This is, at this time... Um, I was a stay-at-home parent for a while, and it's a good thing. I mean, there is um, no way I could have done anything else, honestly. I um, My first, after a couple of weeks, was just about two weeks, she started sleeping through the night, like a solid eight, nine hours. She might wake up to feed once every once in a while, but not that often. And then my second, she um, just all night would be upset as soon as the sun went down um and she was growing and eating and doing all the things um but as she got older I realized she was having night errors um and yeah I it took a long time to work with that and figure that out but my my mother-in-law actually would watch her one night a week so I could get a full night's sleep once a week which was amazing (laughs) Yeah, I think that's saying a lot of how how little sleep you're getting. Like, if yeah, you're getting that. <laughs> yeah, and you know, my husband was building a business, and it was um, so we just kind of with my second, I just did all of the things at home while he was building that business. Um, so we've since kind of 
switched it and like yeah we both take our turns with these things but at that time that's just what kind of had to be I guess right and yeah. and I I wanted I was really happy to be able to have some of that quiet time well <laughs> except for when she was crying <laughs> that time that time with them while they were really little is special so I'm glad that I got to do that that's awesome um tell me a little bit about what it was like uh what your birth with your first baby was like um well so I was going to have well first I was going to have a hospital birth because I didn't really know what I mean that's what you do right <laughs> and, um, and you know, a few months into it, I just really was displeased by how I was being treated um, at my OBGYN, and I left and found my midwife. Um, and you know, both of them, I had very healthy, um, you know, my one of my midwives would call it a butter birth. <laughs> it went really well, um, but um, with my first I ended up having a hospital birth and you know I don't really know why I guess like I know got scared there's a lot of pressure um and in the end though you know I was in labor for a few days and um and I did have an epidural for a while and I'm so grateful for that because I I needed to rest so I slept for a couple hours and then she was born but it was a solid three days um and then everything, I mean, everything went well after, you know, other than being very tired and laboring for a few days. <laughs> um, I mean, three I days, that's a long time. It's a very long time. My second, um, this is how I do it. This is my process. Um, just this is part of my personality. I wallow in things. <laughs> if they're uncomfortable or I'm unsure. Um but yeah, that was a really long time. And one of my, my midwife, um, she is a midwife now, and she was the apprentice at the time. Um, she was with me. You know, actually, I've forgotten this. One of my midwife's other mamas had a baby in everything and was done. And so she went to this birth. They had the baby, waited. You know, they stay with the mom for many hours after, um, you know, check um check on the mom and the baby's vitals and all of that for I can't remember how long a day at least <laughs> and then she did all of that and then came back to me and I still hadn't had my baby so um yeah one of the midwife's assistant stays with me she was she worked as my doula at that point and then they were both there with me for the birth at the hospital um so yeah and I, th I think you had mentioned that you wound up I don't know that was maybe a little scary or maybe some other things going on that kind of led you to do the hospital birth. I think that's, mm -hmm. I think sometimes when also when you see an OBGYN, like, like their job is to like save you from dying. And that's kind of like, their yeah. job. so like, yeah. when you, so like when you see an OBGYN, when you're pregnant, it can sometimes feel like, like really life threatening to be pregnant, you know, cause that's yeah. like, what they're trained to do but that's I'm right glad that they can do that you know oh, yeah <laughs> I'm very grateful but then it's okay. like if if you're not in a situation where you know your life is being threatened like sometimes yeah. the life is a really nice fit you know I so. really didn't like being treated like a problem or an emergency 
Mm. Um, and I wasn't, I had questions. I wanted to know things like, what is your practice of cesarean rate? Because there are practices in our area that um, plan and schedule um, either inductions or cesareans for the majority of the births right now still. Mm. And so I wanted to know, I wanted, because I know what it should be, um, what the ideal is, what the world, you know, the World Health Organization says it is, should be. Um, mm. And they wouldn't tell me. Um, she told me to just stop worrying. And I, you know, I wasn't really coming from a place of worry. I was trying to choose the safest place for me and my baby. Right. I would would be pretty upset if they wouldn't give me those numbers. They wouldn't give me the answers. I wanted to know um, what would happen after she was born. I just, because I'd never done this before, you know, Um, I just wanted to know. And it was pretty early on. I wasn't being irate. I was just, I had a list. I even brought a little notepad because I wanted my, I just wanted to get certain questions answered. And then I would, and I thought, you know, if I'm not, satisfied with the care that I could get here I'm going to interview with another doctor and ask them the same questions and I just was treated like I was hysterical basically and that's when I I left (laughs) um and I didn't you know I didn't get upset with that I didn't really understand what was happening at the time because I didn't understand the long history of birth in the United States (laughs) I didn't I didn't know that yet um so I understand now in hindsight, but at the time, you know, we're just trying to find the best answer. Yeah, you just don't know necessarily who to ask or like um, sometimes what resources you have or any of that stuff. I'm, I think it's cool that you came with your notepad and you're like, let's get these answered. And like, You know, yeah. my midwives now, they're, we're friends still, and they say, you know, you're the first person that came in with a notebook. <laughs> But I, I want to, you know, I mean, if this is, I, in my mind, that might have been the only time I ever do this huge thing. A whole person was being born. And I wanted to take it very seriously. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Um, one of the things that changes during matrescence or during this transition into motherhood is our status within the group. Do you feel like that played out in how you were interacting with doctors asking them these questions oh what do you mean like like some moms will feel like um like they're not the main character of their own life anymore as soon as they become a mom that was that had that had a punch to it yeah (laughs) that was that was a good way to describe that yeah it was it's like something is happening like at you almost um yeah, it's, you do kind of, yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah. And I wanted um, to, that, I wanted to be in control of my own life and my choices. Yeah. Right, which I think is pretty normal. Yeah. You know? um, so you wound up having your baby in the hospital and mm-hmm. then what was that immediate postpartum experience like for you? Um, it was a little stressful. Um, I really wanted just some quiet time right after with the, with her and my partner. And, um, it's hard for everyone to understand that sometimes. Um, 
You know, though, it went, I feel like it was pretty good. Um, you know, the only problem I really had is I was pushed, I was kind of bullied back into work very fast. Um, my, I had changed. So um, when I have home birth, I um, see a midwife as primary, but I also stay with, a, I've picked, you know, I've gotten to know a few of the OBs in the area over the years. Um, and so I kind of pick my favorite one. And I use them, you know, if there were to be an emergency and we needed to transport to the hospital, that kind of thing. Um, so the OB that I had at the time was like, yeah, you should have 12 weeks. You know, that's completely reasonable. Um, she just worded it. How long do you want to be out of work? And the max I could really do was 12 weeks. Um, and uh, my, my workplace really didn't they were pretty evasive about their questioning. Um, well, I'll just tell you, my HR rep um, said, well, didn't you only have a vaginal birth? And usually you can come back after six weeks if that's all you had. And I wasn't ready. I've struggled with um, depression all of my life. And I just, I wasn't ready to leave. Um, I mean, you know, my baby. And I, so I did. I, I thought it was bad or lose my job. And so I went back to work um, after six weeks, and it was it was really hard. Um, I, I struggled back and forth with work for a while, um, just because again I had an autoimmune disease that I didn't know about, but I also dealt with some postpartum depression, um, which would make sense. I've, it's something I, my mental health is something I've always worked on when it comes to depression. Um, but uh, other physically things went pretty well. I mean, I didn't, um, breastfeeding went really well and she got nice and fat and <laughs> slept really well. And my partner would get up and he would do stuff in the middle of the night. Um, you know, he really like reverted to, or just kind of like let me lead the way with all of it um, when it came to what to do with a baby. Um, he knew it was really important to me and then I'm a little particular so <laughs> he was very helpful though I do remember that um yeah tell me a little bit you mentioned a little bit about um well I guess what were you doing for work at the time um I always did a tech support um we did tech support for different like credit card processing equipment that kind of stuff and I was a lead at that time so I had a small team and so I would do some of the support and then I would also um, kind of look at a supervisor for my pod. Mm -hmm. Which is pretty different from your job now as a massage therapist. Very different. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and you kind of touched on like, like part of it, like the, the difficulty of going back to work as well as some of the mental health aspects to it so can you talk a little bit about the emotional impact that um um becoming a mother had on you um it was pretty stressful the part about going back to work especially um I just was just so afraid of leaving her of her being out of my sight um I just it was almost as if she wasn't going to exist if I didn't have her in front of me it was so scary if I couldn't make sure she's breathing all the time. I remember that being like, I would constantly check in on her. Um, well, cause you know, when you leave the hospital, they tell you all about how to not accidentally suffocate a baby. <laughs> so, 
mm-hmm. I was already like hyper alert and scared and because um, they give you they lead you this huge list of scary things um anyway and then I was worried about like what if I quit producing milk um what if somebody like spills the milk and then she's hungry um you know what if she gets the all the what if it was just I just was I wanted her to be right there next to me. I wanted to have her in my hand. Um, and so leaving was really hard. And I did work, you know, the people that I worked with were a lot of friends. And so that was good. I, I was glad to at least have that environment of people that cared about me. Um, a lot of us, it was a small group of us that were already friends. Some of us went to high school together. So it was, it was, I felt comfortable to talk to them about it and I felt like I had a good safe space but I still felt like I was it was like I was just doing the wrong thing Mm -hmm. I I felt really wrong about leaving him and did you wind up um like stopping work at any point and going and staying at home or did you just did you keep working I kept working and I did cut my hours back I went to part-time so like I I looked at my budget, I got rid of my car, I got rid of as much as I could, um, cut out every single luxury item, cable, TV, anything we that I didn't have to have. And Until next time, this has been the Here and Now Motherhood Podcast.